The future of the LA Kings, led by young star Brant Clark, wrapped up development camp, and we've got a full report on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 2,065 subscribers as we continue towards our next goal of 2,500 before the start of next season. Thank you to all who have taken the time to have liked and subscribe. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. Hope you had a great weekend. Coming up on today's show, the LA Kings annual development camp has wrapped up. We'll recap five days of action in El Segundo that showcase some of the future stars of the LA Kings, including Brant Clark and the Kings signed four players that you are likely familiar with. But first, just wanted to acknowledge that today is my one year anniversary of hosting Locked on LA Kings. Uh, I'm not sure I knew exactly what I was getting myself into when I decided to take over this show, but it's been a fun ride so far. Um, It has helped me be a more informed Kings fan than I ever have been before. And hopefully I've helped a few of you to be more informed as well. Um, I was looking at some of the analytics available on the show, and in the past year, the podcast audience has grown 216% as far as total downloads since last July. Uh, The YouTube channel has gone from 250 subscribers to over 2,000. So obviously, I am very happy and excited about the direction that this show has taken since I've uh, decided to take over, and uh, obviously you know, want to keep getting better, want to keep doing things to make the show as interesting as possible. Uh, Certainly working on some things. I've learned a lot over doing this over the past year, Uh, but mostly want to thank you for all of your support of the podcast and of the YouTube channel. Um, You know, especially you everydayers that have been uh, tuning in, listening and watching every day. Uh, It's been great to get to know some of you both in person and through messages, uh, emails and things like that. Uh, so thank you for all the support. Obviously this would not be possible. The growth of this show would not be possible without your, your hand in it. So again, looking forward to, uh, the show continuing to grow, uh, get better. Um, but again, just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for all your support. And it's been a fun year so far hosting locked on LA Kings, looking forward to next season already, and hopefully a deeper run in the playoffs as well. Uh, So the LA Kings had their development camp wrap up earlier today. Uh, We mentioned last week, if you didn't catch the episode, you can go back and see it. But uh, 33 players took the ice over the past five days at the Toyota Sports Performance Center in El Segundo. And the group was made up of 23 drafted prospects and 11 camp invitees included were 12 players selected all 12 players selected in the 2023 and 2022 NHL drafts by the LA Kings. There were also three of the four players drafted in 2021 
and five of the seven players that were available in the 2020 draft to join the team. Two of them have been traded now out of the organization, so obviously they were not available. Uh, but the biggest name there was, without question, defenseman Brant Clark, and we are going to start by focusing on him. Now, Clark was, without question and without any surprise, the best player on the ice over the five days. And frankly, if he wasn't, there would have been something wrong. Uh, he was the highest drafted player there, eighth overall in 2021, and the only one with any NHL experience having played nine games for the Kings last season. Now, most expect him to be uh, a legitimate NHL contributor this season with the Kings. The only question is, will he start the season? Will he be with the LA Kings opening night? Or will he start in the AHL with the Ontario Reign? It was pretty clear from the comments of former Kings defenseman and now development coach Sean O'Donnell that I think he thinks that Clark will be there probably from day one. Uh, he had a quote recently saying, we are counting on him to make the Kings this year, end quote. So that's pretty clear. Now, he didn't say from day one, but again, there's little doubt that he will be with the LA Kings this season, barring any kind of injuries or any really unforeseen issues. Everyone, uh, there's not a lot of caution when you talk about Brant Clark, and that's kind of rare in sports across the board. When you're talking about a young player, a lot of uh, you know coaches, executives like to play it safe, maybe feel like they don't want to put too much pressure on the player, but everybody you talk to, it's so obvious that it would just be disingenuous to say anything else. Brant Clark's going to be a very, very good player for the LA Kings for years to come. The question is, when does it start? When does his real initiation into the NHL as a full-time player, when does it start? I'll certainly give you my opinions. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Um, but if you look at Clark and, and what he's done so far in every step of the way, it's hard to be anything but impressed. Uh, and O'Donnell, in some of his comments, continued on that as well. Talking about Brand Clark, he said, quote, you want to give him a bit of structure and then let him do his thing. You don't hit a home run on every shift at the NHL level. You have to pick your spots when you go. Don't try to manufacture something that isn't there. When they try to make a play that isn't there, that's when they get into trouble. If he can play within himself at the highest stage, he is a dynamic player, and there are not many players like him. He doesn't get overwhelmed by situations. When the games get bigger, he gets better. He's able to make a mistake and put it behind him. End quote. So a lot of great things there, obviously, talking. Brant Clark, we'll get into more of those things that he said about Brant Clark in a second. Also, you had former Kings player and current director of player development for the Kings, Glenn Murray, talking about Brant Clark and his physical development. He said, quote, his body is becoming a man. I go back to the off-ice training and the off-ice season. He's understanding of the importance of it. Maybe he used to work out three days a week in the off-season, and now he's probably doing it five or six times a week. The importance of every day and doing that training when the season starts in September, October, for those types of players, it's easy. The hard part is the offseason, end quote. And according to Glenn Murray, Brent Clark has been putting the work in during the offseason, which is a very encouraging sign. As for Brant Clark, what he had to say on his expectations, uh, he left little doubt saying, quote, I want to be a full-time L.A. King. I got the taste of it last year. I got in the groove with the players around here and I really felt comfortable. That's where I want to be. I was loving it. I want to be a contributor. I want to help out. I want to help them get over the finish that they've been stuck on over the last couple of years. If I can be a contributor, that would be really awesome. End quote. So 
Frank Clark, obviously, you know, he's not going to come out and be too brash, show too much bravado, but I think it's pretty clear he's confident he can do it at the NHL level and he's ready to get it started sooner rather than later. Uh, this was just another in a line of steps for Brant Clark, uh, as I mentioned, but barring anything unforeseen, uh, any injuries or anything just really out of the blue, he's going to be a huge part of the Kings sooner rather than later. I expect him to be on the opening night roster, and here's why. As Sean O'Donnell alluded to, Brant Clark needs experience. That's the one thing he's lacking at the NHL level. He needs to, as O'Donnell said, learn to, quote, pick his spots and know when to go, end quote. Uh, he also talked about how Clark, quote, doesn't get overwhelmed by situations, and when the games get bigger, he gets better. You learn how to be an NHL player by playing in the NHL against NHL competition. Uh, you've got to go against the best of the best. You can't replicate that in the AHL. I love how he also said that unlike a lot of young players, who dwell on their mistakes, Brent Clark, when he does make a mistake, he's able to just move on from it and go to the next shift. said a lot of players, when they do good things, it's expected, but when they do bad things, they hold on to it sometimes too much, and that can uh, stunt their growth a little bit or hold them back. But Brent Clark is, I guess, arrogant enough to know how good he is so that when he does make a mistake, he doesn't. he says, well, I made a mistake, but I'm on to the next thing. And there's a level of maturity there that a lot of players don't have. Uh, if you listen to the comments from some other of the development coaches like Jared Stoll, he said having prospects also understand to make it to the NHL, you have to be dedicated almost 24-7 all year round. I loved when Glenn Murray said about Clark about his off-ice training. It, it appears that Clark has definitely taken to heart what it takes to be an NHL player. He's put in the work off the ice as well. It would have been really easy for him to read all the accolades, to see all the things people are saying about him and think kind of, I've made it. I know I'm going to be a king. It's going to be soon. And I can just kind of relax and and what he's, what not. No, he, he understands that to be an NHL player, especially at the high level that a lot of people think that he can be at, that takes dedication. It's not just when you play. It's not just when you practice. It's even in the off season. You got to be dedicated to it all the time. It's got to be the focus of what you are and who you are. And it appears that that has been the case for Brant Clark, which again is a great sign. Now I'm obviously not a coach, but I feel like he's NHL ready. And I think for the start of the season and the ultimate goal really is to have him be a key part of the team at the end of the season in the playoffs. Why not get him as many reps at the NHL level as possible, starting from day one? Start the learning curve right away. Get him in there full-time at the beginning of the year. Let him be as experienced as possible when we get to the postseason, when it really, really matters most. And as we've said, yes, the regular season is important. You want to have a good regular season for many reasons. But ultimately, the Kings need to and are making steps to, when you look at the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade as well, to get to that next level, to get to that next step, to advance out of the first round of the playoffs. And I think a experienced, dynamic Brant Clark with as many NHL games under his belt as possible when you get to that point is going to be an asset for the Kings, especially when you consider him running the second power play unit. By everything that we have heard, again, he is committed. His physical abilities have been strengthened and enhanced from last season. 
his mentality, his focus appears to be there. He he appears to know what he needs to do. But again, like like was mentioned, he's not overwhelmed by the moment. As Sean O'Donnell said, when the games get bigger, he gets better. Well, obviously the games are big at the NHL level, level and in the playoffs they get bigger, and hopefully he can be better uh, at that point as well. You don't want to put too much on him, all right? We don't want the expectations to be over the moon. I'm not going to say he's going to win the rookie of the year or anything like that. I'm just talking about getting him as much experience as possible. I don't see any downside to starting him at the NHL level from day one. It appears he's got the maturity. He's got the attitude to be able to handle all that. And I think he's got the ability. The, like I said, the only thing he's lacking is those reps against the best of the best at the NHL level. And the only way you get that, is by playing and getting out there and doing it. So I think he's ready to start his NHL career right away. I think he can be a very special player. I can't wait to see it. I'm as excited about Brant Clark as any young player in the LA Kings organization in quite some time. And I hope we see it again from opening night, but we shall see. Uh, Brant Clark, certainly the biggest name at the development camp, but not the only player of note. We'll check in on some of the other players in a moment on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Take your first swings at betting on Major League Baseball with FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount back in a bonus bet up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under or who you think will hit the first home run. All that's on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 back in a bonus bet. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So Brent Clark is going to be an NHL player sooner rather than later, but who else could be in the Kings' future plans in the near future. And we want to talk about that as far as some of the things we saw at development camp. And to me, there are two forwards to really keep an eye on, maybe three, um, but both are going to be, both of the two that I'm really focusing on are going to be with the Ontario Reign full-time this coming season, and they are Francesco Pinelli and Alex LaFerriere. Uh, both looked good in the development camp. Both got the attention of some of the coaches, including Jared Stoll, who said on Pinelli, quote, he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing right now. You can see the strength in his game, the power in his stride, his skating. He's gotten a lot quicker than last year. Really impressed with him. He puts in the work. He's doing everything we want him to do, everything that is asked of him, he's doing, end quote. And this is for Francesco Pinelli coming off a huge season in the OHL where he was dynamic with 41 goals and 90 points. We'll see if he can translate some of those numbers over into the AHL as he becomes a full-time pro. But Francesco Pinelli, certainly a dynamic forward who's shown it at every level to this point. Hopefully he can show it in the AHL as well as he continues the steps to make it to the NHL, hopefully in the near future. And as far as Alex LaFerriere, Jared Stoll also said, quote, he's great off the rush. Coming down the wing, he loves to shoot it, and he's got a great shot. He takes pucks to the net, wraparounds, and he has a big body, and he is a fiery guy, and that's what we want to see. What can separate them from turning pro, what can separate them from the NHL level is that compete character and intensity, end quote. So Alex LaFerriere, a guy who played at Harvard, had a solid career there, turned pro late last year, got four games under his belt, 
in Ontario and some practices, obviously, as well at the pro level. Uh, but looking to really turn it on here in his first pro season and see what he can do for the Ontario Reign. I think those are a couple of players to really keep an eye on in the AHL this year. And we'll try and update you on their seasons as we go along uh, in this coming season. Obviously, we focus mostly on the Kings and the NHL, but we definitely keep another eye uh, on the AHL as well. Check in with some guests who follow the AHL and cover the Ontario Reign. And just want to make sure we keep all the bases covered, let you know how some players that could be the next wave of LA Kings are doing as well. We also had Director of Player Development Glenn Murray uh, singling out Pinelli, Laferriere, and also Martin Chromiak, as far as the forwards go, who stood out in camp. He said, quote, I think that Frankie Pinelli, Alex Laferriere, and Chromiak, I really liked. We love Chromiak. He had a really good camp. For the first-year draft picks, he said that Dvorak was good. That was the first player, second-round selection of the Kings in 2023. This year, that was the guy who was uh, the big 6'3 defenseman who is coming off some injury issues, so great to see that he looked good in the development camp. Uh, also, Glenn Murray said that it was um, you, you come in, talking about the younger guys as a whole, you come in and you see Drew Doughty walking around the locker room and stuff like that. He says they get a little nervous, but once they get that out of their system, they realize that they're here for a reason. Whether you're drafted or invited, it gets a little bit better. Uh, it's too bad. It's only four or five days, but I think it was overall a very good camp, end quote. And it is, you know, I look at Brant Clark and the progress he's made just as far as feeling like he belongs with the LA Kings. I, I mentioned that this week is the year anniversary of me hosting the show, and I will never forget and probably, you know, always remember when I was in the locker room after last year's development camp, and it was Brant Clark's first time, and he's sitting in the locker room, and Jonathan Quick and Drew Doughty are next to him, and I took a picture of it, and he's looking at them, and he has this look in his eyes like, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm actually sharing a locker room with these NHL legends that I've watched on TV. I don't see that in Brant Clark's eyes now, right? He And now, he, granted, he's not around those guys at the moment, but, uh, you know, and it was talked about by some of the coaches, uh, guys like Brant Clark, or maybe some of the guys who have been at development camp a few years, they come in and now they're kind of the leaders. They're the ones showing the younger guys what to do, guys who are here for the first time. And I, I just think, you know, Brant Clark is growing uh, and uh, he's not a deer in the headlights anymore. Uh, I, I would definitely expect to see him uh, around those guys this time and feeling a little bit more. Uh, like he belongs as far as Martin Chromiak another player definitely to keep an eye on he got his first taste of pro hockey last season after a really standout uh, season in the OHL uh, made a huge jump in his level of play unfortunately last year his first pro season with the rain uh, it was interrupted by some health issues but apparently at development camp looking strong uh, looking to see uh, obviously how he does in the upcoming rookie camp things like that but a full healthy season from him Hopefully he continues his development and he could be another forward that has some real dynamic ability that could be an L.A. King again a few years down the road as the Kings look for, again, those that next level of NHL talent. Uh, a couple other notes that kind of caught my eye from the development camp. Uh, a couple of players from Finland were taking part in the development camp for the first time. Defenseman Otto Selene and forward Casper Simon Seibel, uh, both able to get to the development camp for the first time. And I think it, it really is important for them to get a taste of what it's like to be a part of the Kings organization, to be at the facility, to go into those team meetings, to see things get broken down in the film room, and of course the on-ice coaching sessions as well. So great that they could finally come over here uh, and get an experience like that 
at the NHL level. Uh, there was one injury to pass along um, the fifth round pick this year for the Kings defenseman Matthew Mania was unable to take part in the on-ice activities because of an upper body injury, but at least he was able to attend development camp. He was able to get into those film sessions, listen to the coaches, and just get a taste of what was going on. Too bad he couldn't get on the on-ice portion, but next season, hopefully he'll be able to do that. Um, thankfully, that was the only injury issue that was reported. Uh, no other injury issues involving any of the players who did take part in the on-ice uh, activities going on there at the development camp. And uh, like I said, it was apparently, by all accounts, a very solid five days. And this is kind of just the first step, the first kind of domino that does fall as we transition from the end of the regular season into the offseason and now what's coming up for the rest of the year until we get to next season. So you've got the rookie camp. So that's kind of the first domino to fall after the draft. Uh, and free agency, of course. So all the roster moves have really been made. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show as far as what the Kings roster kind of looks like at this point. Uh, so then, you know, you've got kind of a full month off. August is pretty much a dead period for uh, the NHL. Um, but then in September, things start to heat up. You've got rookie camp. You've got training camp. You've got the rookie tournament as well mixed in there. Uh, then, of course, the preseason games start, and the Kings get an early start on that with what they're doing in Australia. And then once the preseason gets going, finally you'll have the season opener. So it'll actually be here uh, sooner than you might think. But uh, we've got like a full month to kind of get through. Once we hit to September, all kinds of things going on uh, and really looking forward to next season coming up again sooner rather than later. We've got some news on four players in the Kings organization that agreed to new contracts over the weekend. One of them could have a big role in the NHL next season. That is next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Check out Locked on NHL to stay up to date on everything around the league with debate and analysis on the latest news around the NHL. That is Locked on NHL on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Uh, last week, the Kings extended qualifying offers to four players ahead of the NHL's deadline and all four of those players have signed their qualifying offers over the weekend. They included defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot, who signed a two-year, one-way contract. He's going to make $775,000 per season, whether he's playing in the NHL or the AHL. Also forward Samuel Fugimo, Tyler Madden, and Akil Thomas also signed one-year, two-way contracts worth $775,000 at the NHL level. The biggest name on the list is Bjornfoot, 22-year-old, former first-round pick in 2019, appears ready to take over on the left side on that third pairing this season on defense. Uh, although he's only appeared in 10 NHL games from the past season, he, has, he did play 70 NHL games the season before that. Uh, I've always said you barely notice him when he's on the ice at times, but that's not necessarily a criticism. Now, yes, he gives you next to nothing offensively. 116 career NHL games, he's got one goal and 15 points, but... He also is reliable defensively. You don't notice him because he always just kind of does his job, plays a very smart game, rarely makes dumb mistakes, doesn't turn the puck over, pretty good skater, pretty good puck mover. I think he will be fine filling the shoes of veteran Alex Edler on that third pairing on the left side. And Tobias Bornfoot still has some room to grow. He could still develop a little bit more. Again, he's likely not going to give you a lot offensively, but still can be a better, reliable defensive player, puck mover and distributor and things like that. So look for him to 
possibly get um, that, again, starting job, third pairing, along with Brant Clark, and he'll be the defensive anchor on that side while Clark does his thing offensively, uh, kind of a little bit like Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty on the top pairing. You know Drew's going to do his thing to try and contribute offensively, uh, to run the team, to distribute the puck, and then you know uh, Mikey Anderson's there to be the lockdown kind of defensive guy. So it's a version of that, uh, but two very young players on the third pairing. We think, uh, at least I do, uh, that the Kings are going to have on the blue line. As for Samuel Fagimo, he's 23, former second-round pick in 2019, 13 career NHL games. He's likely only going to see time in the NHL if there are some injuries and some holes the Kings have to fill as far as the bottom six forwards. Uh, unlikely he's going to beat out Trevor Lewis, Carl Grundstrom, Jared Anderson Dolan for one of those spots on the fourth line. Um, and also he's no longer waiver exempt, so if the Kings keep him, then he has to clear waivers to be sent down to the AHL. And it would be likely that because of his age and ability that somebody would probably claim him off of waiver. So they only want to have him at the NHL roster if they know they need to keep him for most of the season. So hopefully, hopefully that won't happen because again, if that does happen, it means that there's probably been some injuries. Tyler Madden is 23, former third round pick of the Canucks. Kings got him in the Tyler Tapoli trade. Um, he has yet to appear in an NHL game. Uh, same goes for Akil Thomas, 23 years old, second round pick in 2018 by the Kings. He had an injury plague 2023 season, appeared in just 13 games in Ontario last season. And both Madden and Thomas are, are good enough to get another chance, another season at the AHL level, but also, frankly, kind of running out of time for them to make it on the Kings roster anytime soon. You've got younger players coming into the organization each year. And I'm not saying the door is closed on Tyler Madden or Akil Thomas, but I think they are kind of running out of a bit of runway to be able to show that they're ever going to make it to the NHL level or not, at least with the Los Angeles Kings. So that was the news on the signings for the LA Kings over the weekend. Tobias Bjornfoot being the, the biggest signing for the LA Kings. All right. So for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day, uh, coming up this week, tomorrow, we're going to Take a look at the projected Kings 2023-24 lineup. Talk about the roster spots that have been filled. Um, also, talk about the contracts that have been signed. Uh, coming up on Wednesday's show, we are scheduled to be joined by draft analyst Hadi uh, Kalakash, and he is going to talk about the Kings players that were picked this year in the 2023 NHL draft. Give us a little bit more of a breakdown of those players. Uh, we're going to have a player feature on Thursday, and of course, Friday we'll wrap it up with our weekly Kings fan feedback show. The email address, as always, is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. If you uh, are watching on YouTube, you can always post your comments in the comment section below as well. Uh, and if you want to stay connected with the show, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnLAKings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.